Hello and welcome to the Orca Pod covering Sydney Survivor. We've got a fantastic episode lined up covering the very, very early swap of this season. We'll be getting everyone's takes on that. Um, and we will later on have the poor, unfortunate boot of the swap screw, my brother from a different mother, TK, to clarify for all of those that have been sending me the DMs, no, we are not actually related. He just looks a bit like me uh, and plays way too hard like me. Um, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of similarities and I'm sure we're keen to get into it with him. But no, we are not related, so there will not be favoritism. Um, and uh, join me with me this week is the original Orcas back together for the first time since we finished covering Canberra. Let me first welcome in uh, Annabelle. Hello, did someone say Apex Predator? We're here. Do you think t- do you think we can make TK a bit of an Apex Predator? I don't know. You can come Absolutely. I don't know who else is currently watching Million Dollar Island, but I was living for it this week when Tim, a contestant, gave a shout out to Woofie, living for it. Did he really? I haven't he been watching did. Million Dollar Island. He did. He said, I'm Tim, I'm here, and I'm the Apex Predator. Did, did he actually know Wolf or is this like a... Uh... No, I just think that there's a certain kind of person who thinks alike. <laughs> did, he re- did he reference orcas or did he go for a more traditional apex, like a, he, a lion he, or such? He didn't give us a specific mm. uh, apex predator. He just said he's the top of the food train. Easy now. Okay, interesting. Well, well today we're covering uh, the swap and uh, TK, who we'll have on later, who of course was not... Uh, the top of the food chain. In fact, uh, he got dramatically swap screwed um, in the worst way. And look, he didn't look. There were three people that got swap screwed, and he's the one that went home. So there's reasonings for that. It's not just on the swap screw. But is there a more brutal way in Survivor to be in a good position? He was sort of not in a great position, but he wasn't going next, most likely on blue, and then to get swap screwed as someone who was sort of swap-screwed yourself, but not really, but sort of was. Do you have a lot of sympathy for TK? We will be discussing that when we get to it, CK. I say we bring in the true apex predator of the orca pod, the man always on top and taking up the most amount of airspace. He's not here. I know. I'm saying bring him in. Drum roll for him. He's not there. He's not oh, here. Get on the podcast. What are you fucking around at? He's literally in the other room. I, I have no idea what he's doing. He's not, he's not available. Max! <laughs> All right, and here comes Max as uh, dramatically introduced. Look, if I'm not going to be saying much, I may as well have a dramatic entrance. That's the least I can do, can't I? You're warming us up here with your loop. Actually, uh, two weeks ago, Max had some fantastic takes. They weren't actually lukewarm at all. It was uh, He was heating it up. Look, I've been doing my homework. I've been doing, uh, uh, you know, I went to podcast school for a couple of weeks in the off season and hopefully it's uh, paying off. That was a big one. Well, I've also gone to school. I have, for the first time uh, in my podcasting history, taken some notes. So we're going to see if that's better than me just like randomly spitballing stuff that I vaguely remember from something I watched a week ago while slightly intoxicated. So we'll see if that improves the coverage. I'm not sure that it will. Um, but I have some notes. Um, and like, why don't we start at the beginning of the episode? Like, That's not normally how we do it, but let's go with it. The first thing that I had um, is Joseph told, told the camera that 
His goal is to play what is he didn't say this is me now paraphrasing him a perfect game. He wants to get zero votes the entire game. Presumably he wants all the votes at the end of the game, not a uh, <laughs> zero vote finalist. Um, is that a ridiculous belief to have that you know you want to achieve a zero vote perfect game? I mean, if you're ju- sorry, Max, you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I, I insist. Like, uh, it's going to sound silly now. No, no, no. I think it's an ambitious goal. Um, who doesn't want to play a game of Survivor and have a perfect game and come out on top like that? It's very, very tricky. Uh, and I feel like Joseph was punching for the moon and he could fall short at the stars. We'll see how he goes. Okay, so an actual answer. Um, Joseph, what a king. Let's start the podcast. Trans rights are human rights. We love it. Joseph is an absolute legend. And if anyone could play a perfect game, I'm sure it could be him. Shameless Joseph Simp over here. And we already know from his swap tribe that everybody on his new tribe wants to work with him. So, CK, is it a little bit ambitious for you to play a perfect game? Yes. Everyone, wants, that would be everyone wants to work with him. This is an absurd for statement. Joseph, for Joseph, no, he can do it. I just think it's an absurd strategy to have. Like, you should never be thinking about trying to perf- run a perfect game because you might get votes. Don't worry about it. Like, you, you are the one putting these words in his mouth. He's like, I would love to, and I am so far. No one's put my name down yet. I think you're the one who's overplaying this piece. Yeah, he said, I want no votes, and I'm going to quote him on it. And, yes, he didn't say perfect game, but it was implied, heavily implied. Okay. He's a lawyer. He understands imp- implication of, of terms. Lawyer in the Cayman Islands, I'll have you know. What? Really? Life. Yeah, he's in the Cayman Islands. Is <laughs> living it up or like embezzling people's money? I mean, both, probably, let's be honest. <laughs> CK, why don't you change it up? You're just stuck in a, the top floor of a corner office. You could be living in the Cayman Islands as well. What's what's a go there? That'd be nice, to be honest. But then then after this <laughs> podcast, Strange Hours. Um, he recently moved there, Danny says. So he's actually in the Cayman Islands. This is this is fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating information. Legend. Um, okay, you, what, the other thing that started off the while we're still at the start here. So we have everybody running around talking about the Amanda vote. And mm. we also hear from Joseph that it was actually on the walk to tribal where him and Leah came together and put that that together so we knew from last episode that it was Leah pushing for it I thought it was really great on Joseph's part to kind of be the man behind behind the yeah, curtain yeah Leah is a big a big personality a big target um everyone was pulling it back to Leah. Leah was herself saying that was my move. What a great move. Like you don't really want to be seen as the architect of big moves at the, you know, the second person who goes out. Like that's not how you want to be seen. Let let alone the move was orchestrated in the walk to tribal as well. Yeah. (laughs) You have that level of power. You don't want people. Or the walk or when they're sitting down. I'm not sure. I think it was the walk. And then like they passed it down the line while they were at tribal. Look, that's just masterful play. No, no, no. I'm taking shots now. But we 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 heard that in the confessional. Um it was a Joseph and Leah um organization and they they did it. Especially in such a chaotic one day game. We know how it's survivor on crack. Everything's fast paced. 
And to pull something off, something like that off, especially getting off, getting out someone who they considered to be a big social threat, was was a strong move. And then, are we good with red? Because they said everyone's had a good move. We talked about that. And then we've gone to the edge of extinction. And apparently, John JT is not salty. He's told us multiple times he is not salty. He just wants to get someone there to find out what happened to him. But he won't be salty about it. Let's be very clear, not salty. JT, not even in the game anymore, still serving up the best confessionals. Um, Loved it. Loved that he's a grilling Amanda for details, even though there's literally nothing Amanda can give him. Note that this was the follow-up after Amanda's boot episode, and it's still John who's getting all of the confessions because that's how hard he's serving. <laughs> I, I, I know Amanda, I don't think he even got to talk to us once from the edge. Only only got previewed through John's lens. Mm. <laughs> it's all John's perspective on his island over there. Can we get the Taylor Swift version of this where it's the entire game as seen through John's perspective? That's what we deserve. I think we'll be getting a run in commentary from him uh, as as they come in. And I'm sure he'll be laying layering into TK as he arrives to get that information about why he was voted out because he was not playing too hard and he's going to tell them that he wasn't playing too hard so they know that he wasn't playing too hard. And I don't think that's going to go down wonderfully like a giant glass of salt. Honestly, he is the king Sydney survivor deserves. Frankly, is he? He's on his way to to being Reem Daily esque with this sort of content. Absolutely. Just making the edge the edge of it was a horrible idea, and then Reem Daily went there, and it's like, oh my god, this actually worked purely for this reason. And he could be that. He could be that. There's a reason why John Ten hashtag John Ten kicked off, and. <laughs> It's not just from the first episode. It's clearly a ongoing phenomenon that we're going to be privy to every week and love that for us. What if he makes it back in the game? What if he comes back and wins? These are all great. unanswered questions and we're all for it. <laughs> we are team John, aren't we? I think. He's, he's delivering the goods on the edge. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, they're lucky they got someone so good as the first boot to provide that content. But then I started thinking about other LRG first boots and like, could you imagine Scotty there just salting it up? <laughs> could, you, could you imagine JP on the edge of extinction? <laughs> like, it's, it's a fine tradition of, of people that could have been first boots that would have just provided incredible content while present. Oh, my God. What an edge that would be. <laughs> so we move from the edge and now... Um, there's a lot of TK foreshadowing. I, I, I Not only did I take notes, I actually watched it a second time, or half of it, on like 1.5. So like I actually saw a lot of the foreshadowing in the edit. And TK is talking very clearly about how he believes it's going to be a red versus blue, which ultimately <laughs> ended up being his downfall. Um, but he very much thinks that it would be Lizzie or Danny that goes next. I think that Danny is going, even they didn't swap, let's assume they didn't, Danny's going nowhere. Um, I think it was going to be Lizzie or TK, to be perfectly honest. CK, interesting you picked that up on your second watch. Um, mm. Someone of your Survivor IQ caliber, I would have thought you picked that up on the first attempt. 
maybe drink drinking and watching the episodes half cut is is the way to go. It is. I, I, I think the context you're missing, CK, is if you look back to episode one, um, everybody arrived quite early and got time to have breakfast with each other before the game even started. Danny didn't get there till yeah. really late. Neither so, did John, neither did John Tan. He missed most of that as well. So the, the yes, the fateful breakfast, Thomas. Um, so I think that that really did start Danny on the wrong foot. Um, and I'm really glad that she's getting a, a second chance with this swap. Mm. The, um, so we get to the swap. And what do we think about the swap mechanic? Um, I'm keen to get Max's lukewarm takes on this. Annabelle's might be more warmer hot takes. Is random numbers they submitted when they uh, put in their application a good idea for a swap breakdown? My lukewarm take hmm. is that I love the fact that it was random. It was completely randomized and completely predetermined before it happened, which brings in that element of no matter what situation a particular contestant was in at the time, they've already selected their number and what has happened has happened. So I like that aspect of it. It's no, there's no sort of outside influence. It's whatever was said is done. And the way it was distributed from the highest numbers versus the lowest numbers in the different tribes was pretty cool. And it's something we haven't seen before. There's That's my generous. Lukewarm take. That's generous. Um, <laughs> I think, look, this is a lukewarm take because I think my take's going to be the same as most people watching. Random element, fine some off-screen pre-game thing that we then need to try and mangle and explain in the game, not good television. That's a no-no. That's a, what were you thinking? That's a, we don't need to see this again. Why are they not pulling, just pulling it out of a hat? Pull buffs out of a hat. Like this predetermined number thing is pointless and unexciting. Don't like it. Incredibly it's unexciting. It's better than what they did in Melbourne playing with fire. Sorry, Vince, you know, who's getting his back up about everyone criticizing the Melbourne playing with fire swap because it was absurd and overpowered. Random is the way to go. I just didn't see the point in the numbers thing. <laughs> Two against one. <laughs> so it did give us some good little content moments where TK once again said he picked 17, assuming that it was going to be an 18 per season, and that was all the people he was going to defeat. So the more foreshadowing about his eventual downfall in this edit. Uh, and Joseph 666 was somewhat iconic. I love Joseph. Have I the, exposed, <laughs> the exposed devil. We, we're for it. We're all for it. Of, of, of the cast... Who do you think picked 69? I was going to suggest that as well. And I'm sorry, Luke, I'm calling you out. No, if Luke, no, sorry, Luke picked 420, but the, the masseuse, the masseuse definitely picked 69. That's my call. Wait, Shane, is Shane the masseuse? No. Shane, <laughs> Shane, the masseuse. Shane the masseuse picked 69. Um, what number would you pick, CK, if you had the choice? Uh... 444. All right. Any reason? Just like the number four? Yeah. You know Annabelle, what? This what content is almost as good as Sydney Survivor. I, yeah. <laughs> this is a meta explanation of how boring this concept was and how it should be on TV. We're just being very meta about the principle and we've just showed the audience this is irrelevant. The only thing worse 
or more boring than the mechanism was how they decided to just randomly read who everybody on the Red Tribe was. Look at like, what I'm saying. Giving an element of suspense. It was just like, you're on the Red Tribe and you're on the Red Tribe and you're on the Red Tribe. It's like, well, I guess all the rest are going to be on the Blue Tribe. Luke's, Luke's not impressed with your take that say he beat 420. Uh, he <laughs> said he beat 500. Um, the... Yeah, look, look. I'm not saying there was any production interference in this, but the whole concept is just rife for potential production interference, and that's again what makes it problematic. I'm not saying anything like that happened, but the numbers are completely undisclosed, and then they can just order them in whatever way they want and just say this is the tribe, and we managed to get an even distribution of four, three, three, four, and maybe that is. I'm not saying anything untoward occurred. I'm just saying. It presents a, a question that can be asked. So, Great, um, just on, on the <laughs> groups, we have on new red. We have uh, well, let's do new blue first because they don't go to tribal, and we'll do we'll do we'll talk about them and the dynamics, and we'll do the challenge, and then we'll do the the whole new red dynamics. On new blue, from old blue, we have Danny, Michelle, Sam, and Luke, and. From the coverage we've done so far, we saw those four as a pretty solid group. Um, that you know, Lizzie was most likely on the outs, you know, having voted wrong on the prior tribal with John or JT. Uh, and so we, th I think they will be pretty tight. Then you have Joseph and Leah, who are incredibly tight, uh, as we know from before, as we discussed. And then Shane, who's tight with his millions of advantages. Danny's commenting that it's a great swap for Danny. <laughs> Very good swap for Danny, and that's what we care about when it comes to a swap. So how do you see these dynamics, Max, breaking out? Do you see those blues as tight as I do? The core blue, the mm. the four um the four blue there, strong. And as you said, great for Danny staying in that group, staying with the numbers. It would have been interesting to see what would happen if she was on the outs, um, as in if she was on the red tribe with the other with Christy, TK, and let's say she took Lizzie's spot there. Um, but with regards to that, so she's Danny's got um, herself, Sam, Michelle, and Luke as the OG Blue Four. Solid, solid group of um, people to stick with, I feel. And in terms of the Reds, who do you think's in trouble, Annabelle, if they go to trouble? So we heard when the four, those four were talking and Michelle said quite assertively and everybody else agreed that it's Joseph who they want to work with. They have really, um, I think Michelle and Danny both had a really good vibe with Joseph. Um, and I think Luke's a little bit worried about putting himself more out there. Sam's just an easygoing guy. So I'd say Joseph is looking pretty good. Um, I worry for Leah because in her own tribe, people were, were looking at her as someone, other than Joseph, someone that they found a bit off-putting. Um, and then Shane, even though, you know, he's probably trying to massage everybody else, has two advantages at his disposal, an idol and a legacy advantage. So he's pretty safe anyway. So I'm, I'm very worried about Leah if we go to a tribal there. I, I am just a little bit worried about Joseph. Like, I appreciate what you're saying. The comments were made, they like him. But he's intending to play this position hard. 
Um, unless he tries to push it on Leah and again, like hides behind her. For example, he mentioned that he's considering throwing Shane under the bus a bit in terms of the advantages Shane has. I just feel that if he were to do that, that's slightly um, an incorrect play because they will then be more worried about Shane's advantages, take the target off of Shane, if who I think could otherwise have a target. Uh, and then they think, oh, Joseph's the one, he's playing hard. He's the one trying to, you know, shift Shane this way. Leah's just big and brash and we'll get rid of her whenever. Joey's, jo- uh, Joseph is the subtle strategic player they should could be worried about. Um, Danny mentions the Blue Tribe knew about Shane's advantage because she told him, and and look, everyone knows he's got this advantage. And then he's being so cagey about it, where he's now told, at least admitted to Joseph, that he has it, but he still won't say what it is. So I feel like people are going to like be worried about a target on Shane, which will blow back on Nalia or Joseph. I hear you about Joseph, but the smarter target actually is Joseph. The smarter target's Leah. I mean, Thomas, we this is team give Danny credit. This is a Danny Simp podcast. Let it <laughs> let it be known. She's my winner pick. Um, I think Joseph is fine here. I think, yeah, if they're worried about Shane's advantage, they target Leah. That's why I'm worried for Leah. I see Max? it going the other way. We'll have to see on the next episode. What's your take, Max? Well, my take was uh it's also like Shane's um, advantage is exposed. We see later on in the episode where Ethan is telling the new Red Tribe about um, Shane's advantage, but also discloses that he thinks it's an idol. So that tribe now believes that it's an idol, even though they didn't know what it was. They've got the assumption that what Shane has in his back pocket is an idol. So that's always dangerous for Shane moving forward. He's always going to have that target on his back now, especially considering the fact that he hasn't admitted it directly um to the tribe like ethan did in the early episodes so should should shane be disclosing at least to his reds to build some some trust or to the new blues to perhaps build some trust that he has a legacy advantage everyone knows he has something you might as well let them know you have something no that you cannot use particularly terrible idea because mm. she, I think the fact that it could be an idol is the only thing that's keeping him safe. I mean, but he Joseph, has an idol. He has an actual exactly. idol. They don't know that. But, they don't know so that. Leah, Leah and Joseph weren't even Team Shane going into this. They were ready yeah. and willing to vote him out at the last tribal and only didn't because Leah didn't like being bossed around by Amanda. No one, no one's Team Shane where he is currently. You've got the four. No one was Team three. Shane at the other tribe. <laughs> I'm not Team Shane. I'm not Team Shane. No one's Team Shane. Sorry, Shane. You're probably lovely, but... mm. I'm Team Shane. Um, His kids are Team Shane. Shane. His three kids are Team Shane, and that's it. His kids are Team Shane, and I think... The, the fear of him, if he, everyone's like, oh, he's got a legacy idol. He can't do anything. Fantastic. Let's just get rid of Shane then. Yeah, but who's he going to give it to? Exactly. Now he gets to give it to someone. So not only am I getting rid of Shane, I'm also getting his legacy advantage. Amazing. If you're Shane in this situation and you know there's a, what advantage besides an idol and a legacy idol would you make up? Would you say you have what other I, advantages that we know from I would from say I got what um extra vote. The same thing that uh Ethan got and the idea was there was hopefully one for each tribe and that and then so I've just got another one of those safety without power things. 
Mm, no, that- I think he's playing it perfectly. I think the fear of the unknown and not knowing what he could have and not being able to plan and game around it is the best thing to do. I actually think he's playing it perfectly. If, my, my- if- as Thomas says, Team Shane is Shane is two advantages. <laughs> if if so, Shane, I don't know who Shane is going to leave the legacy idol to if he gets voted out, but I think he'll leave it to his other idol. <laughs> well, hopefully oh. John Tan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but I think my hot take here now is that I think Shane's going to get blindsided and go to the edge of extinction with two of his advantages in his back pocket. You, no, I think he'll have to will the legacy advantage on vote out. I can't no, 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 imagine. But he's, he's not going to be able to. Yes, he's going to have to um, bequeath that yep. legacy idol, but he's still going to get voted out without using either of them. Well, he seems an idol in his pocket. He seems quite. Look, he's not a big Survivor fan. I don't even know if he's a filthy casual, so he's barely watched any. And I, he doesn't seem to be aware of his circumstances or the need to really play this art. Like, you're exactly right that he's doing... I think, Annabelle, you're correct about what you're saying he should be doing, and he is doing that, but I don't know if he's doing that with any intent to do it. It's just sort of happening. T, T, T. And we did see Leah reassuring him immediately afterwards because Shane was very tight with Amanda, and when Leah was reassuring him and saying, look, we're still good, but I didn't like being bossed around because Shane, I think, was he left out of the vote? I don't remember. Shane was immediately... Shane, Shane was clued in on the walk and then he was immediately sitting next to Leah at the end. So okay. he was told. All right. All right. Okay. But he he seemed completely happy afterwards. So, yeah, I, I think he's a flexible player. Mm. He's a fantastic player to have these two advantages because a uh, super fan game bot would be a bit boring, but he's just like, he's just providing this sort of like, they're, they're all going to be blown away when he has like yeah. a second advantage. They all know about one, but a second advantage. And I love how he found it by looking for his gloves that were in the Was he pocket. actually looking for the gloves? <laughs> I thought he was I, just, I, you know. I think he was looking for his gloves that were in you the pocket. Do you think this was a fake puffer-esque? Oh, look, no, 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 he's not as extra as you, it's Shane. And also, I just, full disclosure, I don't know anything about Shane. I just heard he was a masseuse and saw the track pants and I was like, that's a red flag. The- <laughs> Who wears track pants a Survivor? <laughs> wow. Ma- Max and Dale, that's who. Um, okay, so <laughs> then... Uh- yeah, thanks, Tom. Yeah, um, I'm sure uh- he's a king. We'll come no, back to the I Red Tribe that. after the challenge. Let's jump to the challenge now. So I now need to retract some defense I applied to last episode's child puzzle they were permitted to do. Um, the defense that I gave them was, and that poor excuse for a challenge, was that time is poor in these things. They're doing this in one day. They've got to power through these challenges. They don't need complicated puzzles. Speed and simplicity gets the job done. Understandable. So then they waste our time with this one-on-one soccer match (laughs) that just went on and on and seemed even edited. So it obviously went longer in the real time. Who thought this was a good concept? Anyone? you want me to have my my two... I've got some constructive criticism of the challenge. Again. You, you are the, challenge the challenges with, all right. In, in essence, the one day one soccer is just a fun activity at a kid's camp. Um, for a game, 
where especially this early in the game at such an integral point in the game being an early swap you want to and this is i'm just saying this in all just i'm sure they would have thought about this afterwards but with regards to a challenge having just one person from each tribe go up and participate where you could only have a maximum of five people even though there was seven on each tribe limits the people who might be on the bottom in that situation especially with the four the four three breakdowns of each original tribe colors um negates them from having a significant influence in the potential outcome of the challenge so with this um challenge i would have suggested a more group involved dynamic where everyone can participate to a point where they can determine the potential outcome of how the result is finalized and um it's a great the, take. This is another non-warm take. It is a hot take. I it's, love it's it. Just, it's just coming from experience of with running a few one-day minis and obviously um, the next season of Melbourne Survivor. And Everyone should have a chance to save themselves. Everyone should have a chance to prove their worth to the tribe. Everyone should have a chance to fail and show that they cannot contribute to the challenge capacity of the tribe. Um that is an exactly. absolutely fantastic take, and it's a poor challenge regardless, but additionally poor to be placed in this position in the game. It was, it was probably a bit early. It was probably a bit early yeah. to be used. Great challenge for maybe a individual immunity, where it's just like sort of a knockout format. Um, yeah, as I said, I've said what I've said. But I just, it seems yeah, like, like it, they spent a lot of time setting up. There was goals and crates and cones all over the place, like multiple balls. I'm be okay. I'm begging to jump in right now because I've got several takes about this challenge. And let's start with the cones. So the cones were indicating that there was a concept of in and out. I'm just saying the the, the biggest thing this challenge was missing was John Pell. Because if Dom Pell was there, there is no way that those out rules would have been flagrantly abused. There was no concept of out. It was like if the ball went out, you could just chase after it or someone would give you another ball. And it was like the first person to the out balls, the winner. What was that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm the girly where her teammates would clap if I didn't run away from the ball. So I was never going to win this. But like, I'm sorry. There's if and, you've and, got to indicate in and out, then honor in and out. And uh, the biggest outtake from this, and uh, it, it came down to the Matt versus Sam matchup, where I feel like yes, well done Matt on on getting the W on that. But Sam was, I felt like Sam was kind of hard done by in this challenge, where the ball went out, and then the ball, a different ball was kicked into the arena, which essentially took Sam offside, gave Matt the free run at the goals, um, essentially giving him an open goal to hit the target. So it the, was the, the, the one ball that was used in the challenge. Production interference. Production interference. And that was something that I think it was just oh a God. matter of... I don't know if you've applied for Brisbane Survivor, Max, but uh, <laughs> you're on your way. <laughs> Sam is, 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 is one of my winner picks. Oh, yes, I have two, Michelle and Sam. I've got, I've got to back him up there. But um, yeah. it, was, it, was just, it was just like... And and in these things you can't you can't really adjudicate it. It's just an unfortunate thing. You can't adjudicate and, in and out. In and out is the easiest rule to adjudicate. 
I would assume they felt it was taking too long because it was a silly idea and suddenly it's multi-ball and the coins have become irrelevant. Sam got stitched up on that one. He got caught out offside and allowed Matt to give us probably arguably one of the best celebrations of the season with, uh, that was one of the notes I said, great (laughs) celebration by Matty Peter. I loved it. It was amazing. Matty Peter's goal was the best goal of the whole thing. Yeah. I I know it's bullshit, whatever to Sam, but it was a great goal. It was a great goal. Sorry, Sam. You just got done on the offside there, but it was awesome content for Maddie P's highlight there. And, and that's the two positives of this challenge. Number one, win for the gays. Uh, Matt and Joseph absolutely smashing it, and we love that. The other win was seeing TK, some of TK the- was pretty good. His showdown with Joseph, he was very defensive in terms of stop, he had a slide in to stop one of the goals. That was a good matchup, the TK Joseph matchup. That was the yeah, highlight. Yeah, that, that was good. That was that was good, and I enjoyed it. And that's the other thing that I thought was good about the challenge was getting to see the people who had clearly played footy before versus those who hadn't. I mean, Ethan was out there flexing with his fancy footwork, um, <laughs> which I we live to see. And I was like, okay, I can see the kids who played indoor soccer in primary school versus us who clearly were not. This is <laughs> a controversial know. challenge. Malene is complaining Uh about how Luke's ball hit the outer edge and it was counted. And you saw that happen because they're like, does that count? They're like, yeah, that counts. And like, you know, and then um, Danny's defending it, saying, you know, this is still a controversial challenge uh, yeah, 10 yeah. months after the fact or whenever this was. Um, and look, look, Luke's little move through Moline's legs was, was actually pretty, pretty sweet. Like, you know, he got it, he kicked it in between her legs, caught it, and then got the goal. To win the yeah, match. that was hot. That was hot. Yeah. I was into that. I was very into that. I don't I, know, I Melly. I agree. Like, honestly, if Dom Pell, bring Dom Pell to adjudicate. This would never have happened on Dom's watch. It was also a never massive point as well. Too old. None of these people, Melina and Danny didn't get out. Yet they are like at each other about the rules. It's because everybody no, was Melina was up against Luke. Melina was up against Luke. How do I we feel about Merlin's the, the intergender match? Should I, it be should it be intergender or should it be same genders? Did did they have oh they did did they have enough men? No, Merlene would yeah, Merlene could I, have wiped the floor with Luke, obviously. I think she, yeah, there's she, another she man that could have gone in that challenge. Like um it would have been uh, You did win, Danny. You were great. You did oh, no. you smashed your right, they, they were out of men. You're right, they're out sorry, of Danny. Well, I, I should have. Oh my god, well, sorry, Danny. I've only given you six to seven compliments in this first <laughs> 34 minutes. All right, yes, I'm gonna highlight right. the winners. Danny, Ethan, you smashed Ethan. Jazz. You beat it. All right, you, you beat it. You compared anything right. out. You beat it. <laughs> we gotta say Ethan beating Shane. Well done. Joseph beating TK. Well done. Matt, controversial beating Sam. Well done. Uh Danny beating Jazz. Well done. And the controversial win with Luke beating Merlene. Well done. A little hot take coming with, uh, I think we're passing on the challenge. Are we happy? Yeah, we're done. I've got one more thing to say about the challenge if we're completely moving go, from the challenge. Go one more thing about the challenge and I've got, I've got a hot I take. I don't like the host saying who's going to come over and get the immunity idol. He says, Luke, come and get it. You deserve it or whatever he said, right? Because Luke won the last point. I feel whoever goes up and takes that thing is part of the social strategy of the game. 
There's an understanding of who probably did the best in the challenge and they should be the one who gets it. But I like when I played, even like I only took it by the time we were about to go to merge, right? And I didn't really deserve to take it any other occasion. And in fact, I would encourage people to say, oh, you should get it, Rosie, on the ropes. Or you should get it, um, Tash, from when she threw the balls because like you were amazing. Like it's a way of complimenting people and saying how well they did. There's a social strategy in everything in Survivor, including that who gets the thing. So don't like the production calling out Luke to get it. That's just my take. Fair. No comment. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Luke's um, confessional straight after the, the challenge. And I have a few points regarding Luke and his situation. Um, firstly, the one thing I have to say, I loved Luke's casual um approach to winning where he's no celebration just humble love that see a bit of max in the lucas would have been consciously mindful of the fact where he's showing no celebration just to dumb down the the situation of the win i loved it uh next he talked about the fact that he he knows that he's a challenge threat and he's and he's been perceived as one but given the context of the new tribe swap, his two all, his tribe has the numbers. So what, what was that? He's got the um, the, the he's on group. OG blue. He you had Danny he has Sam the four. and Danny Sam and Michelle. It's a, it's a he good has group. the four here. Does he? If if going back, I'm not sure how he goes or what happens. If Luke decides to throw that challenge, like just um, intentionally, but make it look competitive. He can then go take his tribe and vote out a potential new red. Um, and it also limits his uh, visibility of being a challenge threat, losing in a clutch situation against Merlene. And he could have then pushed that challenge threat um, overlook towards Merlene as someone that can beat him. Like, I'm just talking like through Luke's own um, standing in the game. There was a few things that potentially could have happened differently had he looked at the situation in a different perspective. Obviously, it's the game's going so fast and a lot changes, but what are your thoughts on the way Luke approached that situation? You're just saying, should he have thrown the challenge? Um, One, should he have thrown the challenge and also made his threat level look weaker than what it already is? M multiple strategies he could employ by 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 throwing that challenge for his own benefit. I think it's a good take. I think the problem is, is that you're at uh, 14 and everyone knows Shane's got something and they could play Russian roulette with that thing. You're not going to feel good about going to travel. That's, that's what I, I would say. Strategy is correct, but it's ballsy to go and you know Shane's sitting on a pot of gold. Max is serving it tonight. Can we just say? Like, Why aren't you putting up the This is what it's like the other episode today. too. He's on fire. I told you it's podcast school, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like it's, it's, I reckon everyone, like as we've all played, we look at different situations differently. I wonder if that was something. I, the thing is, I don't know the outcome of Luke's game. This could have been the right move. But if something had have changed, if, if you would have looked at it differently, it would have been interesting to see how he, especially he's in the, he purely has the decision to control that outcome of who wins this challenge as well. Yes. He's in a powerful position. And look, he seemed to have a good relationship with TK. He knows Lizzie from outside the game, from orgs that they've played, from the interview we had with John Tan. So um, there, 
there's a connection there potentially. Um, and is he losing a close contact? You know, is he losing someone? Maybe he thought they'd vote out Christie, but I never really would have called that happening. Um, so, like, maybe he didn't care for TK or Lizzie, so he doesn't really care, and he's more worried about Shane's idol. But mm. he specifically said that he was worried about TK and Christie. It was Lizzie who he didn't worry about. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what Luke just said. I mean, Max and I could not wait until this podcast to start gossiping about this challenge. So we had a little pre-pod rant about this. And I I do think that, I mean, Luke couldn't know in that moment just how many advantages Shane has. Um but I do think that the shame factor makes things a little bit scary with them going to tribal. But yeah. I, 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 I don't disagree, Max. Like maybe in that moment, that with knowing yeah. what and, you knew, that's optimal. And it, thank you, Luke, for your comment. Like it, it, it makes it, sense. It, like it's a it largely situation. comes down to how much he cared about TK to risk an idol play. So, you know, as you say, we've played and everyone kept asking Max and I from Melbourne, why didn't we throw challenges like in the same situation? And I would have thrown a challenge for you, Annabelle, as would have Max, but I wasn't throwing shit for Rosie or Ma. They weren't going to work with me. So what do I care? And I know Kate's sitting there with an idol she found in front of everyone. Like, why would I risk this? But for you, I would have because you were with me. So it depends on where, how he really felt in terms of closeness about Lizzie, Christy, and TK. Yeah, T. Okay, so we'll put blue to one side. We'll go to red when they swapped, and then they're going to have their post-challenge thing. Um, TK immediately made himself a target, not not even before challenge. Like, he's he's gone up to Ethan and Maddie P, and he started throwing out, like, oh, I'm I'm keen to work with whomever. I'm I'll jump ship. And then they immediately now I don't know if he said that or not, because they didn't really show it that much, but then they immediately just trashed him to Christie. Like immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, TK's already come to us and he said he's gonna flip to us. So, you know, and she's like, Yeah, you can't trust him. He's he's he just throws out names. <laughs> I'm like, you're done. You were done in that conversation, my brother. I'm sorry. That was the end of TK, that one conversation. I you don't you go, Max. You go, Max. You go. I was going to say, I, I I love TK's passion and whole like fighting hard, playing hard mentality. It was, was made this... up. The Ethan Maddie P thing was made up. T. So they we were lying. Yeah, we don't see him say that. So yeah. in in defense of T, in defense of TK, and I do think that he didn't play didn't execute socially in some of the ways he could have um i put the some a lot of the blame on this on ethan so ethan's well, kind of ethan, one of our strategies dk i think he means tk but you know we're the same person um <laughs> okay all right sure so he does say that okay yeah. whatever but in defense of tk it is, we see Ethan coming on pretty strong in the conversations that he has with Christy and TK, where immediately after the swap, like they're walking back to camp, Ethan's straight on TK. He's like, what happened at your um, tribal? Tell me what was going on. Um, have you been talking about this? Have you guys been talking about advantages? Christy, have you been talking about advantages? Who has your advantages? So I feel like 
Ethan was really leveraging his position with knowing that he had the numbers and knowing that he had that safety to like really try and squeeze them, put them on the back foot and give and, and give them whatever they could, even if it put them in a compromising position. So I do think that Ethan opened up the floodgates for TK to to fall on his knees and say, bro, like, I'm with you. The thing is, um, Ethan did it so well. And he says he's new to Survivor. He doesn't know who Christy is. But if you know who Christy is and you watched her play Australian Australian Survivor, then it was actually the perfect thing to do with her because she will happily just jump to the other numbers. And they made it very clear that he and Maddie P are close, that they're close with the girls. They're a pair. We're a pair, but we're tight four. Um, so that makes sense for all four of them. It seems to be legitimate. They all mentioned that in their confessionals, that they didn't have a little chat before they swapped, that they wanted to work together for at least the next vote. So they've both got their, like, number one, plus they're a group of four. Christy, from the way she played in Australia, is she will read the room, she will read the numbers, and then go with what needs to be done to, to make the next group. And she does that by throwing her vote on TK, if we jump to the vote, she knows what's happening. Lizzie, once again, votes wrong again. Uh, two from two from Lizzie, voting for the, the person, uh, Merlene, this time, uh, voting for Danny on the prior occasion. Um, but that, And it's smart for Christy to do what she did. Uh, and if Lizzie knew what was going on, she probably should have done that too. Um, so it was the right call from Ethan. And for someone who hasn't watched apparently almost any Survivor at the time he's playing this, uh, which I find so hard to believe, um, and he's also only just started watching it. His takes on the other show are very, very good. He's got a very good survivor brain for someone who hasn't watched a lot of it. Um, and don't forget, he's only 12. Like, he's <laughs> playing with a bunch of adults, and he's 12 years old. Um, so it's actually incredibly impressive that we're getting so many strategic confessionals from him. Um, no, li I'm obsessed with Lizzie. Um, I, I thought that it was a mistake from Lizzie to not, um, like we haven't seen anything from her going to original Red and saying, look, I was on the bottom of my last tribe. No one wanted to work with me. Like th th that was a good, especially as an org player and having had experience, she, like you'd think that she would have known that this was a, this was Lizzie's saving grace. She could have yeah. been next go i mean matt was well and truly ready to continue the sydney survivor trend of eliminating every asian from this game we saw him <laughs> raise her name as someone to go out next like she she really did have this opportunity to to become the christy and she yeah. kind of blew that yeah i i feel like the christy was always going to be the christy particularly uh, Pikachu, matt pitcher was obviously doing his pikachu face the ability is getting to speak to her now and then, uh, and then Malene was also a huge fan. And so once they had two people on both sides of that little group and the two pairs wanting to keep Christy and get to know Christy, like I said, people would want to do in the car in the cast review. Everyone wants to make friends with Christy. And if you vote her out right away, you spent five minutes with her and you're not friends. So yeah. Christy's always going to survive. Exactly. You want to, especially, sorry, CK, but he, just shadowing what you're going to say. He's, he's interrupting me now. <laughs> Hey. You're getting ahead of yourself, Max. A few good takes, and you think that you get a voice on this podcast. Well, if you look, the head's ballooning. I tell you that. Um, Continue. As you, oh, Give my blessing. Thank you. Thank you. That's that. Out of all the podcasts we've done, CK, this is the biggest compliment I could have got. It's just the 
The bless. All right, I'm I'm, I'm waffling. As you said, if you're playing with a winner of Australian Survivor, you've just swapped. You're just in a tribe with her. You're not voting her out. You want to play with her. You want you want her to know your name. You want to like at least work with her and just pretend that you're actually on the show. Like it's such a cool experience playing an org. Uh, sorry, a LRG, and then to be playing with an actual survivor and have that opportunity to vote someone else with her, vote someone out with her is pretty cool. And given everything that's going on, like that's probably the highlight of most of the people who've played that games like played this game's um thing if you if you were to be honest with me i once messaged you guys because andrew savage liked one of my tweets like so yes this is what people do if you're a super fan she's not going anywhere soon agree with your take annabelle and lizzie about lizzie but maybe for lizzie her situation was this is like it was clearly tk like quite early and so it would more depend as she plays the next one so to speak um as opposed to just like being on the the TK bandwagon. It's too late at that point. If you don't go in from the start and say, my old tribe's dead to me. They voted. I was the only person left out of that vote. Like, I'll do whatever you want. Christy, TK, I don't care. Like, I'm with you guys. They mean nothing to me. If you're not saying that from the first vote, you don't get another shot to say that. Hmm. And to be honest, I don't know what more could have been done because even if she did do that, I still think they're keeping Christy over her. Yeah, probably. Um, so I, I wanted to take a moment to talk about Jazz and Merlene. So mm-hmm. I feel, so we see Jazz is involved in a lot of the strategy chats. She she manages to be involved in almost all of the conversations. She When Matt tries to put Lizzie's name forward, it's um, Jazz who says pushes back on that and says no I think it should be TK I though am a little bit concerned about Jazz's decision and it was I think Jazz's unilateral decision to go to Old Blue and feed them this men versus women with a split tribe narrative that then Ethan and Matt adopt um because once you get the ball rolling on that and you 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 seed that idea, it doesn't take a lot for that to then become reality. And we start to see that a little bit more where Ethan half considers the idea, even though he doesn't perhaps do it seriously. And I, I'm just concerned for Merlene because I feel like it's probably Merlene and Ethan, we already know, um, butted heads a little bit. Um, on Old Red where Merlene was kind of coming for Ethan. And my concern is that um, it's Jazz is the one who put out this idea. Now it's become reality and it's Merlene who's going to cop the shit. Yeah, except that I think with TK going, it limits the the risk profile of it. Like if TK was still there, the, I did see... It all there takes was a discussion. They can then get rid of Lizzie and if Christy's yeah. siding with the boys, because now the, all the blues are in a position where they're saying, am I closer with the men or with the women? Yeah, the, the two-two is a bit of, you, the two-two is a problem in that way, particularly when they get yes. to five. The so, someone was saying that TK wasn't very good at the challenges in the concept of 
you know, we should keep TK or keep a man. I think it was the classic keep the man around because the men are typically good at challenges, which is nonsense. Some men are very good and some men are not. Let's get real. Just like some women are very good and some women are not. There's not really a gender bias for one-on-one soccer or uh, three-year-old based puzzles. Um, so <laughs> the, the, who was that Ethan saying no, that they, they should? It was jazz. It was jazz. And Ethan was perhaps trying to say, oh, I think he tried to maybe say that TK should be kept. But then they're like, oh, who do they have over there? Oh, actually, it doesn't matter. Like, I think he backed down on it quite quickly. Um, what do we think about TK's uh, little pitch to, uh, I think, Jazz, uh, Merlene, maybe, maybe it was to some of the others where it was essentially like, basically, you guys should play big games because I want to vote for someone. Hang on. Maybe I need to make something clear here. Is this a full cast jury? Because otherwise this makes no sense. This, can, no, can, it was worse than this. So he goes to them and he says, for Blue, it makes total sense for us to stick together as Blue and try and get Red to flip on each other. But, and no further examples or explanation, Red, it totally makes sense for you guys to flip on each other and come side with us. Okay, so we've been told it is a full cast jury. So now it makes a bit more sense why he was talking about who he would vote for. Um, but I still think that final 14 is not a time people are worrying about your jury vote. The, no, like, the idea was good. The idea was good. The execution was not good. He needed to give them real explanation as to why this was a good move for them. Not, this is a good move for you, even though I wouldn't do the same in your position. It's it's not a good move, though. Like, it's only a good move for TV. It's only a good movie for, t- for TV. Like, it's the same with what happened to you. Laurel voting you out made no sense, but it was great TV. So, like, for the entertainment factor of the audience, yes, that's what we should have seen happen. But, like, as as Malene said, as Ethan said, as Maddie said, I just want to play it safe. I just want to keep it chill. I don't want to do anything stupid right now. Let's just stick with our group and our numbers. And that is the right thing for them to be doing. Um, I don't mind the TK... I won't vote for you if you do this sort of threat. Like, I, I, I love that threat. But you need to push her more up against the wall and give her nowhere to go when you're making these threats. That's how you get results. Um, the, oh, did you the, the Thomas Kelly TK? I didn't even get that that was the same guy in the chat. Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> he really does love me with these, like, threats of, I won't vote for you if you don't make a move. That's what I, I tried that off. I I, I, in the first episode, I didn't get that too. But Thomas Kelly is... TK Annabelle. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, didn't realize. Um, no, look, that's, I that's think the, that's why we're yeah, the brothers. He should have said that then, CK. He should have said, like Ethan would have bought that. Like if you Matt wouldn't have, but if you yeah. had gone to if you'd gone to Ethan and said, mate, do you want to be this is this is your one shot? Do you want to be the guy who pagongs to the merge? Or do you want to be an agent of chaos, take charge of this situation, get Matt involved? That that then that was the pitch to make. It wasn't Remember Ethan's like, what's what's a pagonging? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But, but you're right. Ethan gives the highest, he keeps saying he wants to be safe, but he gives the highest chaos vibes. And he's got yeah. an advantage in his pocket that he can use when he needs to if he feels he's a bit under threat. So um, he was pitching to the wrong people. I don't know if – is it time we just bring TK in? Like the tribal was a bit whatever, like, you know. Yeah, tell, let's bring him in, bring him in. All right, so my brother from another mother, the CK and the TK, he's here. We've been roasting him, and now he comes to defend himself. Welcome to the Orca Pod, TK. 
Hello, hello. I just, oh, before I forget, I just need to take off my jacket because there's all these hot takes because it's been <laughs> Max, mate, honestly. Uh, thank you, TK. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> no, it's, it's good, honestly. Like, and I, you see it from the game, like, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm nerding out. I feel like I'm fangirling again. I, I met Christy and now I'm meeting the, meeting the orca pod and I'm just like, oh, stop yeah. it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Right. You know, Sorry. you're an egocentric group. Right. You, got, you got the OG orcas as well. You can get the Philly orcas, you got the OG orcas. So but I got to be careful because. Because was it Annabelle? Was it you when we did the you did the cast reveal and you were like saying you said, "Oh, TK, he's a man who likes his money. He gets all those coins from the trolley." My wife was furious when she heard that. She was like, "You can't go on that show." Yeah. Anyway, oh, she's I'm going to be honest now. <laughs> she's like, "Who's Annabelle?" And I'm like, "Oh, she hosts this." Anyway, it's just funny. Yeah. What was she furious You're about? You're in the naughty corner, Annabelle. Because <laughs> because Annabelle Annabelle thought I was a rich man. I'm a, I'm a public school teacher, Annabelle. I've got nothing. <laughs> Darling, if that's what your wife is getting mad about, then <laughs> let no, me just talk she's to great. all of the other wives I've upset over the last <laughs> CK's wife won't talk to me either. Oh, so 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 <laughs> runs in the family here. Just the CK CK vibe. That's it, that's, the... that, that's that's their type of partner, yeah. <laughs> Long lost you... brothers, I love it. You played hard. Like, we don't really similar. You you played hard. How do you like? Obviously, look. We know you're going to keep playing hard. We know you're going to play hard on the edge. Maybe you come back. Mm -hmm. We don't want to know about that. We'll learn that later if that's the case. But what we've seen is that you played hard as hard as you possibly could. Would you say that was a little bit too hard for perhaps where you were, or you were down with the with the way what you did? No regrets. No, I, I'm 100% proud of. I think I think even like your takes, it's like it's very clear that there's things that I could have done better. 100% agree. I think. Um, you know, there's those moments and those moments where we're in the porter, the porter potty where you go into the bathroom and you're just thinking, thinking, oh, could I have done that better? Oh, I could have said that conversation. And one of the things that I felt in this day was I felt that time pressure. Like you see, I go up to Christy and Lizzie and I'm like, and I'm trying to think, I'm like, what's the best case scenario? Like I'm going to, I'm not playing to, I don't want to play to survive. I'm trying to set up my mid game. And I'm like, okay, for this to work, if we can get, you know, that, that flip or if we can, do something here what's the best case scenario because i already felt i was like i feel like i'm the next one people want to take christy so that makes sense if i throw lizzie under the bus well that's just one more vote that i'm going to survive so i want to make sure that if i'm going out i'm going down swinging and i wanted to be someone who's entertaining i was like i want to be someone who's either hated or loved i don't want to be in the middle and be like wait who's 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 this guy again that, that's the game i wanted to play and even the fact that you said that's good tv I had that TV mindset, like I love the show and then I go, I'm a big fan. I'm like, oh, I'm the biggest fan ever. Someone's like, have you ever played a, an org? I'm like, what the hell's an org? Like I had no idea what some of this stuff was. I I had never played an org before I, I went on an LRG and um, the people that have played them, it's an advantage. It's an advantage to have practiced, to have just practiced Survivor. Because you think yeah. you know what you're doing, but you don't know shit until you get there. No, I don't know. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. It's like you're on TV and you've got the remote and you're like, buddy, what's his name? You know, Sean's an idiot. He should have done this. And I'm like, yeah. no, TK's an idiot. I'm watching this guy on the TV. I'm like, who does this guy think he is? I'm like, oh, it's me. You were fun. You, I, think, I think you definitely delivered 
even before the swap and after the swap, you delivered on being one of the most interesting characters. So yeah. I'm excited to see you steal John Tan's John Tent um, over at the edge. <laughs> he, he, he's John Tan is not salty at all that TK voted him out, and he's going to be happy to hear a very logical explanation of why John Tan went out. I hope, it's, I hope it's logical. I hope I can explain my reasoning rather than just saying, oh, there's a vomit on my words. I can't wait. I cannot wait for that moment, to be perfectly honest. It's going to be a highlight at the start of the next episode. Let's go back to the John vote. You the, were targeting Danny, is that right? And then it got so, moved? Yeah, so what happened, so right at the start, we get the buckets, and then I see that the buckets are separated into two, and then everyone grabs a bucket, and I just wait back, because the game that I wanted to play was one where I'm just observing and paying attention and not being super trigger-happy. Didn't really work. Um, if, if and I noticed... I, very quick, <laughs> three buckets. And then I noticed that my bucket's close to, like, Sam and Luke's, and then I go, I go up to them, and I said, oh, so I... I formed a good relationship with Sam and Luke early on. And then we go to this, you know, we're meeting. We're like, oh, yeah, what does everyone think of each other? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, everyone's fun. What do you think? Oh, everyone's fun. And no one's, like, producing a name. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, let's just get the ball rolling. And I'm thinking, okay, who haven't I built that much of a relationship with considering this breakfast? Like, I was there second. I was there early. And then I'm like, okay, let's just try Danny. And I'm like, I'm not super set on Danny. I've got no... Either or. I just wanted to get that conversation started. It's like when you go out to dinner and you're like, where do you want to go? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But if you say, I want to go Nando's, then someone can say to you, I don't like chicken. And then that conversation keeps flowing. Yeah. So I was like, if it ends up being Danny, so be it. But I'm more part of that discussion, that discourse, and just to see that that's feelers. And if I get voted out because I'm the first person that said a name or one of the first people to say a name, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Like, I'd rather... Yeah. But you obviously Based did well it. because it didn't blow back on you. It didn't like, oh, TK is saying my name or people are saying to Danny that you were saying her name necessarily in a, in a way that you were targeting her. Uh, it it moved to John. It wasn't um, a, a blowback. So you must have done it in a way and to the right people to not cause that sort of result. So you must have done that well. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> And it was funny, like, there's a stage where, like, Danny's, I, I tell Danny, I said, hey, like, I, I genuinely want to work with you on and repair that relationship. And Danny's, like, smiling. And I think her face is, like, smiling, but her eyes are like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get you. And it's just like, okay. Well, she so just quiet. said, she actually said, I think it would have blown back if you hadn't swapped. Yeah. So she's saying it could have blown would've... back on Danny. It could have blown back on yeah. Danny. So it, it sounds like it wouldn't have been Lizzie if they went back. It would have turned into the TK versus Danny battle. That'd be, that which would make, be, which would make a lot of sense, to be honest. That'd be entertaining. <laughs> the, so um... who were you tightest with? Who were you tightest with on Original Blue? So I was um, definitely. So what was interesting Am, was that first Emily. challenge. Sam and Luke, and also what blew my mind was with the Easter egg, I end up going off to like to the right and Christy's there and Christy comes and approaches me and starts talking to me and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, like, I just want to drop and be like, hey, let's go get a coffee, like stuff this, like see you guys later. I just want to like <laughs> find out more about her and just really understand who she is. And I'm just like, wow. But I'm also in the back of my mind, I'm like, the game I want to play is like a threat game. I want to play a big game. I want to play a ballsy game later in the game the mid to late game i want to play like a quieter early game mm. and I, I was like not only is christy going to be good tv 
which is also going to be a phenomenal shield. Like, and socially, like you see at the breakfast, we're all there, we're awkward as anything. Like, I'm like hugging people. everyone. But she, she walks in and hugs like 16 strangers. Yeah. And I just watched that and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, for anyone to do that, I would have been like, wow, that's incredible. Do you, do you think you could have done that, TK? Do you think you could have walked in and hugged 16 strangers and that would have been a positive way to start your game? No, this is COVID. That would have been like, who's this schmuck coming around <laughs> slobbering on everyone? Yeah. Yeah, I want to push back on that. Because I feel like Please. someone is only a shield if you, if they are more so something that you also are and that yes. they're going to get targeted first. So yes. if she's, she's so socially good that mm -hmm. I feel like people are always going to keep her over you, not mm -hmm. vote her out over you. Except if they're at like final four or five, which I think but, is what TK. But that's and that's what I'm thinking is I'm okay. I was literally thinking, okay, what's the longer and and prior to weeks of this, you're like, okay, who am I? What type of person do I want to emulate? What type of player do I want to be like? And I'm like, I need to play with threats. And I also think as well, like what's gonna be entertaining to watch? And when you see Christy, and I'm like a like a mega fan and a survivor winner, like them playing together, that's gonna be entertaining. And just to see me just drool and just like be flabbergasted with this amazing winner. I, I like that your whole thoughts about Christy is how do I get myself in this edit more and it's standing next no, to No, it's, it's, it's not the yeah. edit. It's just like, because for me personally as well, like I like, I was like, I want to be that confident guy because being a confident player goes two ways. It's either the guy that gets to the end and be like, wow, we knew what he was doing. Or it's the confident guy who says, I'd hate to go next and then goes next, which is what I got. So I was, yes. <laughs> No shade. I mean, both Max and I were using CK as our douche shield, and look how that ended up for us. <laughs> I survived the longest. <laughs> I lasted the longest. You were my so shield. Good. So good. <laughs> but yeah, no, great, great point. Absolutely great point. Yeah, I love TK. Like, it was great. And everything that you said, like the way you portrayed yourself and the way you went out swinging was awesome. Great TV. And Thank you. You, <laughs> you should be super, super proud with how you went. Obviously, it was cut short. But like the the what ifs, like I'm I'm saying now, like I'm hoping you get back in the game just to to see how you go if you do come back. Um, but like I was gonna ask you why you didn't want to throw like Lizzie under the bus just to save another round. But your explanation of saying that you want to go out, be be that sort of aggressive player, go out with a bang was such a good reasoning towards. But even but even if I throw Lizzie under the bus, because I it's clear that Christy is is social glue like she's going to survive yep. and i want to play with christy and if i throw lizzie i'm going to the next vote so i need to set up a way to get me through like three votes and the way that i do that is by jumping over or by getting reds to join yeah and if i get reds to join then i've set up two votes right because we've got a two and there's a clear crack that's the other thing that's that's really important is there's the two girls and the two guys and that is so clear to me like everyone can see yeah. it they're like we're a type four I'm like you're not a type four you're a two and two like yeah. everyone can see that so if you can get that two to flip they're also going to be more likely to flip confidently because if like the, for that one to split it that's hard to do but for that two to split from a two that's easier so that was my i saw that opportunity i saw that crack and I'm like if this is a one percent chance for me to get 99 percent better that's better than a 99 percent chance to get me one percent better I know I'm the king of, of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but if you were in that Go, position yeah. again, how would you word it or approach it differently if you had the opportunity to talk to um, Jazz and Merlene and Matt and Ethan? Like if you were to go back and discuss, would you word it I differently? Or would yeah, you I would have slipped it? them a 50. 
Were you putting <laughs> in work the strategy that we saw? Mm-hmm. And we were saying before you were saying it to the wrong person because you were saying it to Malin and Jazz, I think, and not Matt and Ethan. Was there a similar yeah. conversation with Matt 100%. and Ethan that we just didn't 100%. see? Hundred percent. And it was just this. It was just this. Like I've got to go. I've got to go. And the time pressure. I cannot. I cannot yeah. express that feeling. And I don't have a watch. Like I'm a teacher. My life tells me. Like there's a big bell every hour that tells me mm. there's an hour past. Like, and I don't have a watch. I don't have a school bell. I don't have my laptop. And it's like, oh, you got 20 minutes. I'm like, what does 20 minutes mean? And I'm like, I can see that, you know, I'm, I'm a dead man walking. Okay, i got to move. I've got to be a bit aggressive. I've got to have this opportunity. Um, yeah, the only thing that I think about, which is interesting, I think, is that Jazz and I were the first two players there. Okay. So there was a relationship that, that we had. We'd already spoken. Now, I didn't really use any of that information or any of that relationship from earlier to my advantage. I think I just sort of saw Jazz as red and me as blue mm-hmm. rather than, okay, maybe socially, like we've got some stuff here. We're both educators. Like, yeah. Maybe there were a few there. teachers in the game. Like I thought that if you figured that out, there might be possibility of something. And there. that's why, that's why I was like quite close to Luke. Cause I looked at Luke and I'm like, this guy's one of my colleagues. Like, like this mm. guy is a clone. And I was like, okay. Did... Not only are there teachers, but don't forget Ethan's still in school. So, I mean, that, that could have been a real great connecting point but as I, well. No, it was great. We had, like, kids' puzzles. We were doing soccer in PE. It felt like a day at work just for me. And you, 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 know, were... you nearly gave Ethan a, a timeout and attention. Oh, I thought I wanted to. Yeah, but he's you fought, so hard, in, you fought so hard in that soccer challenge. You had so many saves. I, I hated it too because literally they're like, I see this football thing and I'm like, I need to, I need to win this point. Because these guys could throw it. I'm in that opportunity where I've got to do all the work if I like. Yeah. I'm forced to. I'm forced to play this as yeah. best as I can. I'm like I hate pee. I was that fat kid that would throw up after a few laps. I'm not. I wasn't that fat kid. I still am that fat kid. Like I teach my kids PE, and I've got to go have a puffer and a drink of water. <laughs> you did well though. You were aggressively. You well. I thank you. I was. I was impressed, but I think that was adrenaline, and I think, yeah, and I had a lot of it. But Joseph like took his shirt off. <laughs> sorry, sorry. He took his Joseph, off. Joseph, it was, in reflection, and I didn't think about this at the time, but Joseph was in the same position as you potentially, where he was on the minority number, so he was equally fighting super hard to win his point. So you, that's probably why that matchup was probably the best of them all, mm. and we said that it was because you were both competing so hard for your point. That's true. That's very true. The um. I'm just going to bring up some of the positive things that everyone's saying about you in the chat. Danny's excited to see you, as is Eli. Uh, uh, Schneider from Schneider Racing. Oh, is that Schneider! Schneider. He's, he's, you, our biggest, Schneider. he's our biggest fan. Eli's finally decided we look like each other. Uh, Mel says balls to the walls. You got some flames from... Sam Green. Aston says you were his winner pick. He also says that I'm great at orgs. Thank you for asking. <laughs> 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 now Did you see? Did you see as well? I got. I got. I can't believe it made the edit, but I was talking about intentional Matt Singh, and I was yeah. like, I wonder how many people are gonna get. <laughs> so it made the edit, and I'm like, and I like, I go home and I call my wife. And I'm like, hey, this is like awesome. This is so much fun. And you're like, how was it? I'm like, yeah, I, I like, I got to use the words like blindsides and voted out and and I've split and I'm like all the cool survival words and I'm just I'm just loving it and it's it's so funny and this was part of my problem as well 
because I was next to Jazz, I'm just talking to Jazz as a fan. And she's hearing strategic threat, strategic threat, strategic threat. And I'm just like yeah. information fan blubbering. So even stuff it's, like that's probably one thing I would have changed as well is just like being a bit more chilled and rather just did, a little. Did you know many super fans, like a lot of your friends, super fans, or have you made super fan friends from this? So in terms of, in terms of my friends, so yeah. I'm, I'm the, <laughs> the biggest fan out of all my friend groups. So I watch it with my wife's family so when like australia's on we'll watch it on like a sunday night which is which is great i'd i'd say that i started my relationship with my wife because of survivor like i watched oh, tony and sarah and kagayan oh, and we do we do the cops are us high five so that's how oh, really? oh, so she's yeah. a your wife's a big fan too no she just really likes me yeah. <laughs> that's um, great i love that. but we do I like it. i got i the coolest thing i've done and this is one thing i was blabbering about was um I did a survivor program at work. So we had kids, they weren't voting each other out because that'd be pretty cool, pretty cool. But we made like idols, we had like competitions, we had like voting music, they voted for a winner rather than voting people out. Um, and that was just awesome. And I, so I did like a, I did a lesson, I did lessons on the physics of my, of not Minecraft, of survivor challenges in Minecraft. So I love survivor. Everyone who knows you- me knows I love survivor. Malcolm, who is in Canberra Survivor, who is also a primary school teacher, also runs Survivor with his students. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> you guys I saw that. Yes, I, yeah, I look. I, I will. I've got my. I've yeah. got my brother CK, and then I've got my work colleague Malcolm, and it's just. Yeah. It's an awesome world. I love that story, um, TK. That's great. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I really understand what you mean about the like the strategy and being super excited. I didn't have any friends who, who watched Survivor before I went on Survivor. I've been watching it for 20 years. And so when we were around the campfire and we had plenty of time to chat, I, I intended not to reveal, like I assumed everyone there was a super fan, but like how big of a fan? And I recall we got into really obscure games of like, um, which Survivor am I thinking about? <laughs> and just without any clues, we were just throwing out Still better than Chloe's campfire games. <laughs> yeah, so where you coming from, and that's part of what's great is you get to play these games and make mm. new friends that share the love of the passion of the thing that we're all passionate about. Have you made a lot of great friendships out of the people you play with post game? Oh, for sure. Like, course, like, you know, but, you know. oh no, honestly, there's no, no. Everyone that I play with, and it was great, and it, it, I found it really challenging because I am like quite a trusting person i am quite a compassionate and i like try to be friendly and nice so it was weird like going to a game where i'm like okay people are gonna like vote me out or people are gonna lie to me and i'm gonna need to lie to people because that's not i'm like i'm nothing like that <laughs> like i'm a teacher although i do lie to kids yeah. so um so that's that sounds weird out of context like this math's really important you're gonna use this later yes. in life <laughs> yeah, <that's okay>. yeah. <laughs> um like swearing is bad for you um and then i forgot what i was saying oh yeah and it was no about friends yeah and some of it's really cool like like danny and i have been working on the socials together and it was i always think it's this funny relationship where i went up to danny and i was like oh we should vote out danny but now we're working really closely on on the sydney survivor social media and that's like a real blessing um and it's good to just yeah just have like these random chats or like oh that was a great episode of survivor so I'm just stoked. People who talk about Survivor have a special place in my heart and it's great to meet. Mel's going to hook you up. Yeah, please, Mel. That'd be cool. I'll I'll take it. 
TK, if I I post you an envelope of, of gold coins, do you think mm-hmm. that would make up make things up with your wife? <laughs> Look, uh, uh, Charlie. <laughs> All I'm hoping. Oh shoot! Look, we we take all the money we could get, but I think um, I think I, I could. I'll just get some footage. I'll get some footage of her opening these coins. Please send it to me. <laughs> we can we'll make it on, up. We'll I think it on my relationship's still salvageable. It's it's definitely oh, no, more it's salvageable it's than fine. my relationship it's with Kay's wife. <laughs> <laughs> When, when she was asking, when she was asking you, who is this Annabelle chick? Who does she think she is? Is that is that the gist of what was going on? Were you like, she's on Traders season two and she got to play with Luke Toki, so I respect what she says now. <laughs> it was just Do you know that TK? That Annabelle's on Traders season yeah, two. I, I, yeah, that's part of the Sydney Survivor chat. It's like, did you see Annabelle's on this? And it's like, oh what? And everyone's like, everyone's excited. Like everyone supports the fans. Everyone's mad to be part. Right, of everyone's community. gonna lose their mind. People are losing their mind over someone they vaguely know that's on this crazy hundred-person island game. Yes, everyone's yes. gonna lose their mind for Annabelle yes. on <laughs> Million on Island, Annie. Million Dollar Island. Stand here, everyone. Tune in. It's great. <laughs> I think he's going to get axed, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> let's get real. Um, so you, you sound like you had an amazing experience. It was everything you wanted it to be. Um, obviously, still could be more. We're still going to see you, which is exciting. Um, and, you know, I, I actually was probably thinking maybe of the three people there, you might have the best ability to get back in, but you've self-described yourself as the unfit sport bad sports but, yeah, but here's but... here's what i like about survivor is is that there are challenges where it's not always the fittest it's not always the fastest not always the strongest person that wins and all okay. it is is making sure and all i'm saying special education teacher i saw that kid's puzzle i'm hoping it's <laughs> happening again ck i i think i think like you are my hot favorite to return to the game at the moment and i hope you do genuinely Excellent. We'll see. Oh, I'm excited. I, I, I know. Oh, it's exciting. Um, I usually ask this question, but what was the best part of your experience? Obviously, if you if you do make it back into the game, please don't give mm-hmm. us spoilers. We going call this next like, feel good corner. So I'll this say is, yeah. I'll say <laughs> this section here. This is like the what what did you um obviously for a lot of us this is the coolest experience that we're going to have mm. to playing like the closest experience we're going to mm. have to actually playing survivor and uh, we know that there are a lot of different franchises in australia now and all of them are great in their own way um what was your um takeaway from this experience in your words CK? i'd love to hear i think the, so I'm trying to think. So until I'll say for the first three episodes, oh, the, don't, first oh, that's a good, that's a good little clue potentially. Yeah, sorry, but I'll <laughs> say so ran. far. No, because there's salt with JT. Because there's, yeah, there's edge stuff. There's edge stuff. Um, yeah. Probably the one thing that I thought was hilarious was I was the dickhead that goes up to Eli at the end and I say, "Hey, Eli, do you have like the, the votes that I got? Because I want, I want Christie's. So I took Christie's, <laughs> Christie's." Autograph or reverse autograph? I took that home. Dude, that's, that a, cool. that's, that's I that's, wouldn't really care about keeping the votes that I got for me. Max has his votes. I have um, mine. Too. I, I, went, I, I like those things too, TK. I love yeah, those little things. And that when one's... I was spreading out, I went and got them for Max and CK. It's true. I yeah. went... And I think as well, sweet. like just just to hang out with like fans was just just a blessing. And there was there were genuine moments where I just like forgot 
we were like playing a game and it just felt like these people who were just because I love that like I'm a massive person about community I love community I love when people get together about something like that just makes me feel so good um so just to meet these people and it was weird because it's like am I reading this right are these people actually like nice and caring and you get to the end and you meet some of these people and it's just this feeling of like oh wow like these are some really genuine people who really care about the game who really care about each other who and that's the thing like I know that if I fall down yeah people write my name out but if I fell over they'd pick me up yeah. you know and that's 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 the people who want to play against and that's the people who like I'd love to beat but I'm glad I'm glad people who beat me like, you're the fan. Best, we're all a fan that's, yeah I'm even I'm even more sold on the TK bandwagon me too that was that was what a way to honestly honestly great great outlook on on the whole aspect of community which at the end of the day that's what survivor and is even this this, this was cool as well so i wasn't i wasn't on the i wasn't on the shortlist for the cast so i was on crew so about a oh, week okay. earlier yeah eli messages me and he's like hey man do you want a spot and i don't th- i think i could have i think i was gonna break my phone with how fast i like replied to that message yeah so i was awesome. just stoked to to go and watch this and let alone to play so yeah, it's a blessing, and you got to make the most of it. And that—that's how I approach life. That's sick. Well, you're 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 genuinely established within the Australian LRG uh, community in terms of the super fans that we have out there, and I'm sure you have fans across all franchises, not just Sydney, not just us who are watching, but a lot of people out there. So it's great. Where no, I hope no. you get, I hope you come back in. Genuinely, I'm not going to say that to everyone else who gets eliminated. You're my number one pick so far. Oof. So I'm going to keep it at that. You're just, you're, yeah, there's a lot of fanboying going on. For, oh, no, for you sold me. Okay. Okay. Should they make me. out? Should, at yeah. risk of upsetting TK's wife more, should they make out? People keep saying, people say that I look like TK, but oh, I, actually, I, I actually think that me and uh, me, what, what he actually looks like is if you like face merged me and Max together. I'm the love child. I'm the love <laughs> child of Max. And, and see, he's got like the strategic stuff, but he's like a much nicer guy as well, like Max. So we re- he really is like the merger of the two of us. I love this for I'm us. vibing it. I'm vibing it. I'm vibing it. All right. Well, thank you so much for no, coming thank on. You. Thank you all. Thank you for what you guys do and all. No, we, we love doing it. And thank you to everyone in the comments. Next week, uh, we will probably actually be on Wednesday because I am sleeping out somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. CEO sleep out for Mr. CEO Thompson sleep out. Right? in Adelaide. Yeah, so I'll be lying in a basketball court somewhere uh, with my super expensive sleeping bag that I brought to survive. Um, <laughs> you know, just like the homeless do it. Anyway, so I will be out there uh, on the Thursday uh, raising money for charity, uh, but, you know, also networking. Um, so I'm doing that. Um, so that's Thursday. So we are going to have uh, the show on next Wednesday. We'll be back-to-back with the Honorary Orcas on Tuesday covering Melbourne Survivor, the penultimate episode. Um, and then for those that uh, live in Melbourne or are going to be in Melbourne in a couple of weeks, um, the final of Melbourne Survivor is being aired live, live finale, live reunion. I will be there, so it is worth your trip. All right, so and Annabelle will be there too, and and Max with all oh, yeah. the takes. I, I so, might be there. No, no, I'll be there. I'll be there. We'll all be there, so make sure if you live in Melbourne or you're going to be around in Melbourne or maybe Sam Green's going to just organize another work trip just to be down there conveniently, um, do it. We hope to see you there. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thank you for continuing to support Australian LRG, Sydney Survivor, and uh, the Orca Pod. Uh, We love you all, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, TK. Thanks, TK, Annabelle. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.